They say you have three names. The one you inherit from your family. The one your parents gave you. And the one you make for yourself. So create the brand of you. Find the job you've always dreamed of and make it yours by going to Irish Jobs, Ireland's online recruitment platform. Take control of your career. Visit irishjobs.ie and move up to the next level you. Irish Jobs. Make a name for yourself. without getting a scratch or a black and blue spot. <laughs> I'm the goat, I guess. Oh, Diane, for Pete's sake, eat your lunch and... <laughs> Don't cry, please. Life's too short for tears. Come on, let's have some fun, dear. Let's live moment by moment. <laughs> Diane got 
through the picnic somehow. She and Stacy rode home by moonlight, but when they reached Diane's house, she refused to linger on the porch. A cousin of hers had asked her to come to New York for a visit. She went directly into the house and wired her acceptance. She was on a train the next night, and a week later at a party, she met Malcolm Fairfax, and two months later, he asked her to marry him. I love you, Diane. I'm only a solid, serious businessman, but I earn a good income. Oh, as if that mattered. And the first year we're married, we'll have an apartment in New York, but we'll keep our eyes open for a house in the suburbs, and when we find the right house... If... If I'd married one of the boys back home, I'd have lived in a couple of rooms and done my own work. I might have had a laundress and a cleaning woman once a week. Oh, I don't want your hands spoiled with housework. You'll spoil more than my hands now. You'll spoil me if you don't watch out. Well, spoiling you is going to be my life's ambition from now on. Oh, Diane, whenever we go into a supper club or a restaurant, every other guy envies me because I'm with you. Just a moment, Betty Davis will be back again. But first. state savings bonds look something like money, but there's a big difference. Savings bonds grow. The longer you hold on to them, the more they're worth, and they now reach maturity in just five years, ten months. Sign up for the payroll savings plan. Always story with Betty Davis. Maybe other men envied Mal when he took his wife's birthday, but other women didn't envy Diane. Mal wasn't breathtaking like Stacy. He didn't stand out in a crowd. He was a good provider, but Diane, back now in the present, glanced again at the letter she was holding. The first she'd heard from Stacy Cadman since she'd sent him an announcement of her wedding. It's been a long, long while, darling, since we've seen each other. But I'm coming to the big town on business. And if you'd have dinner with me one night, we can do a spot of reminiscing. I'm still unmarried. I was true to you, woman. You can write me at the Crandall. Mark the envelope, please hold. And I'll phone just as soon as I... Diane? Oh, Mal, you startled me. Oh, gee, you look lovely with the sunlight shining across your hair. You're home early. Yes, I had a slight headache, so I decided to come home. Reading a letter? Obviously. Interesting. Lots of news. From anyone I know? Oh. You've oh. tripped over that footstool a thousand times, ma'am. Oh, bark my shins. Oh, gosh, I'm a clumsy old. The letter's from a man you've never met. 
Old friend? Now, don't kiss me. I'm not in the mood. The letter's from a man who... Well, years ago, I was in love with him. Well, I'm glad you used the past tense. One of the hometown lads? Yes. Maybe I'm still in love with him. Maybe you're still in love with... Well, that's ridiculous. You're married to me. Diane, there's a strange expression on your face. What are you thinking about, darling? Don't call me darling. It only makes it harder. I was just thinking that our marriage has been... a failure. It isn't your fault you've given me everything possible. But it isn't always a question of giving a woman material things. Sometimes they don't matter. Sometimes she wants things that aren't in the least material. Well, I've given you all the love of my heart, Diane. It sounds corny to say it, but love isn't a material thing. I know it isn't, Mal. I've been gloriously happy with you. Mal, if you'd come home a little later, I might have had myself under control. But I've just read this letter from Stacy, and it's all fresh. Like a newly opened wound. Do you remember when we were on our honeymoon in the mountains? I remember every moment of it, darling. You're being so sweet, and I'm being such a, a heel. Do you remember the morning after we were married, Mal? You woke up, and I was sitting in the window looking at the sunrise. I remember. I was watching the sunrise because I couldn't sleep. I was wondering how I happened to be married to you when I... When you what? When I loved Stacy. But for Pete's sake, Diane, why did you marry me if you loved another man? I married you on the rebound. I came to New York to visit my cousin because Stacy Cadman didn't want me. I'd considered myself engaged to him, but he was just... Amusing himself. You married me on the rebound and you couldn't forget him. After the first year or two, I thought I had. But during the first year or two, every time you kissed me, his face came between us. And sometimes... I I don't believe I care to hear any more, Diane. I think I'll go back to town. I've I've got some thinking to do. This plane puts you. A thousand and one times... Where are you going, Mal? To the club, I guess. Perhaps I'll stay at the club for a few days. But your headache... You came home because you had a headache. (laughs) Well, you're better than a bromide, Diane. You've knocked the headache for a loop. I've forgotten all about it. But you've just told me it was a (laughs) counter-irritant. that Mal would stay at the club for more than a night. But a week went by, and when Diane phoned him at the office, his secretary told her he was in conference. At the end of the week on her birthday, a bracelet was sent out by a special messenger, and she cried violently. She wrote Mal an apologetic note, but he left it unanswered, and so two days after her birthday, when she received the call from Stacy, she made a date to meet him in a smart restaurant. When he came toward her across the foyer of the restaurant, her pulse did incredible tricks. Diane, my dear, it's not possible. No, it isn't possible. 
You haven't changed one bit, Stacy. Well, you have. <laughs> I'm afraid so. I'm ten years older. And ten centuries prettier. And there's something in your face that's more important than prettiness, my pet. <laughs> Don't tell me. Wrinkles. Well, <laughs> could be its character, darling. How can you call me darling so easily after such a time gap? Because I've never stopped calling you darling in my mind. Were you always so glib, Stacy? We've only been together for a couple of minutes, and I can't help feeling that all your pretty speeches have been said before. To you, darling, ten years ago. And to a great many other women during the interval. You have a new line, Di. That uh, diamond clip is very becoming to you. Stone in the center must be five carats. It's six and a half. My husband gave it to me for Christmas. Good for your husband. Come on, let's go to the dining room. You and me, arm in arm, walking toward a hotel dining room. We uh, might almost be on our honeymoon, Diane. Mightn't we? I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't you? Diane, stop right where you are. Well, Stacy, what is it? I want you to glance into that mirror. We're a handsome couple, aren't we, darling? each other at a table. Stacy Cadman eyed his companion appreciatively as he beckoned for a waiter and ordered champagne cocktails. This is an occasion. Uh, that's all for now, waiter. I'll order the dinner in a little while. Now then, uh, let's get down to brass tacks. Your marriage a success now? Must be, judging by the clip. I like to be seen with a woman when she's smartly dressed. I suppose... That's a compliment? Very much of a compliment. Speaking of smartly dressed women, that's a cute little trick across the dining room. The uh, brunette and the gray taffeta job. <laughs> Boy, it sure fits her like a glove. Or a bathing suit. Stacy, what have you done since we last saw each other? Oh, I've done extremely well. I'm sales manager with the same firm. Really? Mm-hmm. I came on to New York because we're about to buy a radio program through one of the big ad agencies. I brought you here tonight because the president of the company happens to be dining in the joint. I uh, I heard him make a date over the phone. Really? I wanted him to see me with a beautiful woman. Uh, there he is now. Oh, hi, Mr. Harkness. Hello, Cadman. Odd coincidence that we should meet for the first time this afternoon and dine in the same place tonight. Yes, it is odd. Uh, I want you to meet an old friend of mine. Uh, Diane, this is Mr. Harkness. Uh, Mrs. Fairfax, sir. Very nice to know you, Mrs. Fairfax. How do you do? Well, I won't interrupt your dinner. Oh, well, if you're alone... I have a heavy date with my daughter. Goodbye, Mrs. Fairfax. See you tomorrow, Catman. You know, it uh, might have been good business to eat with him. You could have done a spot of vamping. He's a widower, and... Uh... Well, I'll be darned. He's joining that cute brunette. So we'll have to drop over at his table on the way out. Oh, no, we won't. How long will you be here, Stacy? Oh, for at least three months. We could have a lot of fun in three months, darling. In just a moment, Betty Davis will be back. Here's something to remember. 
all goes well in our hut of a hospital, which is high on stilts. And thank heaven it is, as there is about a foot of monsoon mud beneath it. The communists, disguised as bandits, frequently raid the surrounding areas, creating terror and fear. But so far, they have steered clear of us. Those were the words of former Navy Lieutenant Thomas Dooley, coming from deep in the jungles of Laos, only a few miles south of Red China. Dr. Dooley headed the Navy medical team, which treated Vietnamese refugees fleeing communist troops in 1954-55. He didn't forget those refugees, and on his release from service, he took three Navy hospital corpsmen to the village of Nam Tha to care for the isolated people. In their hospital, these men fight not only disease, but also the prejudices of the local witch doctors. Dr. Dooley and his Navy corpsmen have given us all a thought to remember. We are Americans. As we go, so goes America. And now, back to our story with Betty Davis. The champagne cocktails arrived. Diane and Stacy clinked glasses. Diane's hand shook slightly. But Stacy's was steady as he gave the toast. To us, darling. To... To that red-headed girl over by the pond, Stacy. She seems to know you. The redhead by the pond? Oh, yes, I... Uh, I picked her up yesterday in the lobby. <laughs> Quite a hot dish. But not your type, Diane. Not the distinguished type. So now I'm distinguished. And how? Diane, I could be pretty crazy about you again. Could you, Stacy? But, Def, let's have another cocktail. Yes? You have one. I'm not much of a drinker. Well, maybe you'd find me stimulating. Maybe I would. Stacy, there's something... Uh, just a minute, Diane. Uh, waiter... Yes, sir? Another champagne cocktail, but first, uh, that tall blonde, the one who just came in, do you happen to know her name? No, sir, I don't. But she comes here often. Uh, does she stay in the hotel? I wouldn't know, sir. Well, it's all right. I, uh, I thought she might be on the stage or in the movies or something. Uh, yes, sir, what were you saying? I was starting to say something rather important. Stacy, when your letter arrived, well... All the good times we'd had together came back to my mind, and... Well, then I, I, I realized how much I'd cared for you. You are, darling. Oh, I may be in town four months. Then. Stacy, tell me something. If I were divorced... Huh? If I were divorced, would you want to start in where we left off on the day of that picnic? You, you do lay your cards on the table, Diane. I've always had a fatal gift for laying cards on tables. Stacy, you might as well face it. When I received your letter, I told my husband that you were the only man I'd ever loved. I'm quite sure he'd give me a divorce if I asked for one. You told your husband that I was the only man you'd ever loved? I think you're crazy, Diane. Because I'm honest? No. Crazy to let go of a good thing. That clip you're wearing, your dress, the bracelet. What the dress at Bailey's, I have an account there. I have accounts at all the best stores. And the bracelet was a birthday gift. Here's your second cocktail, Stacy. No, I need it. Thanks, waiter. 
Diane, when you told your husband about me, did you mention my name? Yes. Good heavens. All women are fools. I bet your husband's having his watch this minute. Mal wouldn't dream of having me watch. That's what you think. It won't help me any if I name this correspondent in a messy divorce case. Diane, you're not listening to a thing I say. It's odd, Stacy, but my brain split up into two sections just as you started talking. One section was thinking that you hadn't changed at all. But I said that before, didn't I? The other section was intent on the dull man. He isn't making notes. He's finishing a letter. He's putting crosses alongside of his name. Probably a letter to his wife. Don't run on that way. We must get together on some sort of a story. We don't have to manufacture any sort of a story because there won't be a divorce. You think, Stacy? My husband worships me. And I've just realized how much I love him. What's the big idea? Where, where are you going? To my husband's club. If he isn't there, I'll sit on the front steps and wait for him until he gets there. <laughs> it's a man's club. They probably won't let me inside the door. But they'll be charitable. They won't drive me off the steps. But, but, but Diane, what's the big idea? I don't get it. Don't you, Stacy? Well, you will. You mustn't look like a little boy who's had a favorite toy snatched away from him. The redhead over by the palm is smiling in your direction. I'm sure she'd be glad to take my place. So another divorce was avoided. And a divorce is always a good thing to avoid. I have an idea that once the break in Diane's marriage is strengthened, it will be better than you. Stacy was anxious to impress John Harkness the president of the agency with which he was about to do business. And Stacy was even more anxious to meet John's daughter, who was a very glamorous young woman. And now, here is Betty Davis. Marnie Harkness was at a dangerous age. She was standing with unreluctant feet, at that place where the brook and river come together. As a matter of fact, her father was very much worried about her, and with good reason. Until then, this is Betty Davis saying goodbye from the whispering streets. <laughs> 